Hey everyone, welcome to Hub City Church. We are ordinary people following an extraordinary God together. If you want more information about Hub City Church, find us online at thehubcitychurch.com connect and fill out our digital connect card. Now let's dive into this week's message. What I want to do is just give us an encouragement through a, a, a story that we find in the book of Acts. I'm not going to give uh, a, a lot of interpretation, a lot of illustration. I just want to read the scripture, talk about it for a moment, and get right back into worship. And we would just spend our time focusing on Jesus. The holidays just rush past us, and we just go, 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 go. And we have all the intent to start the year off with all of these lofty intentions. Well, this morning is a chance for us to just slow things down a bit and just be with Jesus, put into words our heart towards Jesus, spend some time in prayer or worship and reflecting on these words And I want to read this story that comes out of Acts chapter 9 and see a man named Saul that just has a genuine encounter with Jesus. A genuine encounter with Jesus. In Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 2, I'm going to read some of these scriptures here uh, very fast. If you have a Bible, you can follow along, or if it helps some of you, you can just close your eyes and listen as I read the scripture, Uh, but let's go. Acts 9, verses 1 through 2, it says, Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest, and he requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way that he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. I'm going to pause there after verse 2. Saul is one bad dude, right? You read that, you see that Saul has a bad reputation, He is making choices that are in opposition of the kingdom of God. He is opposing the spread of Christianity uh, and and acting on a plan that is purely about himself and building his own agenda, his own will, his own plans. As we pause for a second to just think about that scripture, I want us to, to just ask ourselves, are there moments as you look back at 2023 that you would say, those were some Saul moments that I'm not so proud of? Now, I don't think anybody tried to persecute or kill a Christian in 2023, but hopefully you didn't. Thank you again for a little bit of levity in such a heavy topic. But as I read this recently, I just realized I think we all have moments where we lose our cool. We say things that we later would regret. We do and say things that hurt people. We allow conflict to escalate. We do things that bring shame upon ourselves, and we carry that shame, or regrets, and things that we're just not proud of, and there's things that have fractured our relationships with others, and Saul is kind of living in this manner in Acts chapter 9, and I think about our our 2023s, and how many of us had moments like that? It wouldn't be hard to think about those moments from last year, those moments that we wish we could undo, and just like Saul's story, though, we see a man where Jesus wants to get their attention. Regardless of how last year was, Jesus can get our attention today. Verse 3 through 8, let's look back at the text. He was approaching Damascus on his mission, on this mission, when a light from from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. 
Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of somebody's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, and when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. And so we see Paul, or Saul, excuse me, Saul is, is fulfilling his own plans, going his own way, doing his own thing, and Jesus gets his attention. When your child or your dog is running into the street, do you just say, oh, stop, please, no, there's cars coming, please stop, young child and dog, don't run into, right? You don't do that. You get their attention, you're ah, right? You try to break through the noise. You try to do something that will rattle their cage enough to, to stop them from running into ongoing traffic. You're not just, oh, please come back, little puppy, don't go. You're just, dog, stop, now, stop, heal, no, come here, right? You're trying to get their attention. Why? Because you love them, whether it's a dog or a child or a person. And in this case, Jesus has such a deep affection for Saul, he is trying to rattle his cage to a point where it breaks through the noise, Saul needed to have an experience like this to get his attention, and Saul is humbled. He becomes blind, he becomes hungry, he becomes thirsty, he becomes helpless and desperate. He encounters suffering. But Jesus is getting his attention because he loves him. Not because he wants to punish him, but because he loves him. Verse 10 through 16, back to the text. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling, Ananias! Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over, go over to State Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now, and I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about these ter- the Talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest anyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take this message to the Gentiles and to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Ananias is Hesitation shows the true reputation of Saul. But God isn't done with Saul simply because of his reputation, simply because of his past, simply because of how broken his current state is. God sees a plan for Saul. A mission for Saul. A different plan than even Saul could see in that moment. Saul was going this way to go do something to fulfill his own agenda, and God said, no, I've got something different for you. You're going to bring a message of the gospel to all people. And I've chosen you. I've selected you. I've planned this out. And this is, we're going to land the plane here in verse 17 through 19. Back to the text. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me to see sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. And then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. 
So Ananias obeys and he prays for Saul. And the two things that I just want to encourage us as we go back into a time of worship here shortly is he prays about two things. One is he prays that Paul could see. You see this imagery of the scales falling off his eyes, right? I, I picture like a, a snake shedding its skin or, you know, something crusty just breaking off like bark off an old tree, right? Those things just break off and they are discarded. But you see this imagery of his past falling away and being discarded. And that is the gospel of Jesus, is that no matter our past, the gospel comes in, breaks through, and, and is discarded. And the scales were over his eyes because as I, I was reading this, it, it gives this imagery that Jesus gives us new vision, new sight. Ananias prays that Saul would see. See the world through the eyes of Jesus. See people differently. See the Gentiles. See the Israelites. See people differently regardless of their religious backgrounds and their beliefs. That he would see Jesus differently through a new set of eyes, as you might say. To see his mission differently. To see his purpose and his future differently. He prays that Saul would see. But he also prays that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit. That God's Spirit would be filling him, that Saul is not trying to do this on his own strength and muster up the own strength of like, okay, God, new year, new Saul, here we go, right? Just that idea, like, again, New Year's resolutions built on our own ideals and our own strength, and we just try to muster it up and let's go, and we maybe get to February, <laughs> right? We maybe get to March if it's a good year. We're not talking about doing the things of God based on our own strength, our own plans, our own capacities and talents but talking rather about being filled with the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of God's Spirit that would empower us and embolden us and enliven us so that we could go do what God is telling us to do. I love that God equips you to do what he's called you to do. He doesn't just say, good luck, you're going to go do this. Go for it. He empowers him. God is in Saul, but now God wants to work through Saul. He is filled with God's Spirit. And that baptism uh, of the Holy Spirit is this activation of his faith. That it's no longer this spectator sport. It is an activation to engage in what God is doing. And so the two things he prays for, praise that he can see and praise that he would be filled. And so this morning, as we go back into worship, I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up. And we're going to have just an extended time of worship. And you can, the space is yours. You can kneel, you can stand, you can sit. You can get on your knees and pray. You can come up front. If you need space to kind of spread out more. But my prayer for us this morning is, is twofold. One, I pray that we would see. As we look ahead to 2024, I pray that we would have eyes to see the way Jesus sees. That the scales of 2023 would fall off. And some of you this morning just need a moment to confess or to repent or to lay those things down and say, Jesus, 23 was rough in some spots, and there were some things that built up and blocked my vision, and I need those things to drop. I need those things to fall away and be discarded. And we would experience forgiveness and a fresh start with Jesus to see our world and our people and our mission and our value and ourselves through the eyes of Jesus. And secondly, I would pray for us this morning if anyone needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That you feel emboldened to, 
you feel like, oh man, I feel called to this, or I want to try this, or I've got some intentional steps that I want to start doing, but how? And oh, I'm nervous, and I need some courage, I need some strength, I need some inspiration. Let's seek the Lord this morning. Let's seek Him together. If you need prayer, turn to the person next to you and ask for them to pray for you. If you need prayer from somebody else, get up out of your chair and maybe there's somebody you want to go pray for. Like, oh man, I just feel compelled to go pray for this person right now. You have that liberty. You have that space. This can be a safe space to encourage each other and pray for each other. And maybe you need to be an Ananias in this moment and just pray with somebody. Say, God's got you. God sees you. So this is a time for you to worship. This is a time for you to pray. This is a time for you to respond with your response cards. But this time is for you and Jesus. So, church, you can stand, you can sit, you can kneel, but I'm just going to pray and, and send us into this time of worship together. Jesus, I pray right now you would meet with us. That you would be our God. That you are alive today just as you were when you met Saul on that road. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus, you can break through the noise. You can break through in this moment and speak to each and every one of us that we would have a real moment with you. Speak to our hearts and minds. Get our attention. Holy Spirit, fill your church. Empower your church. Embolden your church. May the forgiveness and the mercy and the grace of yours, Jesus, just fill this space. God, that no matter what happened last year, we can be forgiven and we can be redeemed and we can be given a fresh start in you. You meet with your people, Jesus. We are not forgotten, we are not alone, and we are not hopeless because of you. We come to worship you, we come to honor you, we come to follow you, Jesus. Amen. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you want to take your next step in following Jesus, fill out the digital connect card at thehubcitychurch.com connect. We'd love to celebrate what Jesus is doing in your life.